Where does it go? Where does it go? All of that cast off junk, where does it go? Welcome to Where Does It Go, a podcast of curious endings, all kinds of people, places, things, and stuff. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. So today, Emily, I'm going to talk about the journey of a squid-based poop plug to perfume. I am so excited about that. <laughs> I'm talking about ambergris. So it's, uh, what do constipated whales and perfume have in common, Emily? I'm guessing it's ambergris. But... You're right. <laughs> oh, that sounds rough. <laughs> I know, right? So in short, uh, ambergris is basically whale excrement. We used to think it was vomit, but we now know it's more than likely poop. It probably came out the other end, although sometimes whales do probably regurgitated if it's closer up in their intestinal tract and it's a basically a waxy poop plug pearl so it's like an accretion of waxy stuff around stuff that the whales can't digest um so according to some perfumers uh it smells like barnyard ocean musk sounds amazing right (laughs) that's really gross okay Let's talk about sperm whales because that's where ambergris comes from. So we're just going to talk about sperm whales briefly so you know like kind of the process of ambergris. Um, Sperm whales are actually the largest toothed whales. They do not have the baleen like the blue whales do, which are larger than them, but they are like the second largest whale. And I think they're probably the second largest animal on earth. I'm going to bet they are. Yeah. They have the largest brain of any animal alive today, uh, weighing in at about 17 pounds. And the animals themselves can weigh up to 56 tons. We're talking about an enormous animal. Yeah. Um, So they have social groups. Uh, They have their own language. Their echolocation and their calls to each other can reach up to 230 decibels, which is unbelievable. So I think... A jet plane is a hundred and something, and they are calling each other under the ocean at 230 decibels, which would be harmful to you if you were in front of it. Yeah. (laughs) So they like to hunt giant and colossal squid. They love squid. They eat up to a ton of it a day, and um, they can die. They can eat, eat up to a ton of squid a day. That's a lot of squid, right? And they can dive up to 90 minutes without air because they go down into the depths. They like go down where it is dark and that's why they use echolocation. And this is important. The echolocation part is important. They're called sperm whales because of the sperm oil in their heads. Originally, people thought that the 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 white waxy substance that came from them was actually their their sperm mm-hmm. like their actual like um when they fertilized the eggs of the baby whales yeah so now we know that this is this is waxy liquid is actually um Uh, used for echolocation and the primary source of the sperm oil was the spermaceti organ and it actually uh, focuses and modulates the vocalization okay a sperm whale's spermaceti organ may contain as much as 1900 liters of the substance 
that's unbelievable. So in the early uh, 19th century, they were hunted almost to extinction by us because of this this sperm whale oil. Um, But it was later, uh, thankfully, um, in the late 19th century, it was supplanted by kerosene and other petroleum products. So we stopped mostly hunting them, stopped using the sperm oil, but it wasn't until 1972 that uh, the endangered Species Act came into effect and uh, the sperm whales were actually um, saved pretty much by it, by the Endangered Species Acts. So the interesting thing about ambergris is that it only comes from sperm whales and pygmy sperm whales and probably constipated ones at that. (laughs) (laughs) So as I said earlier, sperm whales eat a lot of cephalopods. They, They can eat up to a ton of squid a day. Squids have tiny little sharp beaks, as you can imagine, not so easy to digest. So in their digestive tracts, the beaks and other substances get coated in this hard, waxy substance, cholesterol-y stuff. And eventually, and hopefully, the lump gets ejected out, either end, probably the back end, so that the poor whale doesn't stay constipated. Sometimes ambergris can get so big that they, we think that it probably kills the whale Whoa. or they die of natural causes and it just, you know, comes up out of the whale. So why, why do people use it? What's your guess? Well, I know why. Okay. But I don't know how they figured it out. Yeah, I'll get to that. Okay. So it dates back to ancient China, as far as we know, and probably back further when people were finding ambergris uh, either in the ocean or on the beach. And it was used in a, as an aphrodisiac. So uh, many cultures still use it as, as an aphrodisiac because they either put it in food or drinks. And um, also it's used in perfume and incense, both for ritual purposes as well to make things smell pretty, which, okay, we're going to get to um, a perfumer that I watched her YouTube video and she's pretty awesome. She had some theories on this. But I don't really understand why you would think Oceanic Salt Musky Barnyard would smell great or you would want to eat it. But people are, you know, people are people. That's true. So (laughs) royalty in Europe, of course, got a hold of this and had to make it like super extra. So they started eating it, putting it in tea, putting in coffee, having like lavish dishes like ambergris and eggs. Um, Queen Elizabeth supposedly put it in her coffee. And it is still eaten and used in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, which is the Indian... um, traditional medicine as food additives because they primarily use it for um, sexual dysfunction as an aphrodisiac. It's one of those things that is just a traditional thing and they still use it. It's added to food. It's used in tea. But in the West, we um, mostly know it as like a perfume additive. Um, There is a um, non-animal based replacement called ambroxan but apparently it's not the same according to purists so let me get to bloom perfumery because she was really interesting Mm -hmm. she has a youtube channel and she um owns like a boutique 
a perfume shop. Basically, you can go in and be like, I want to smell ambergris. And she'll be like, okay, I'll let you smell ambergris. And she has specific perfumes that she um, puts ambergris in. Her theory is that the smell of ambergris is very musky. It's like... It's almost like sweaty skin, like when someone has been working out and it's animal-like. So when you smell it, it kind of makes you think of sex, perhaps. So it's kind of pheromonal. Yes, that is her theory. See, she's like, I think that it's probably thought of as an aphrodisiac because of that. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's also very useful in perfume. So it does, in fact, like make the smell stay around longer. It makes the um, smell last longer. And on skin, it'll like kind of have a cloud around you. Mm -hmm. It just makes you smell like your perfume longer. Of course, your perfume is very expensive if it has ambergris in it. But it is very useful when you use it um, in a tincture and put it on um, incense, which is still done today in ritual, um, or on the skin in perfume, which I found incredibly interesting. Yeah, it's a highly effective fixative. Yeah. So the, the interesting thing is that the most expensive ambergris is the white ambergris. It is like the aged fine wine of ambergris. (laughs) So it's come out of the whale like years ago. It's been floating on the ocean. Uh, The salt and the wind has given it this, this oceanic musky smell. And that is the highly prized stuff. So under white ambergris grade is the gold ambergris. And to me, it looks more like tan, Mm -hmm. but it's like a little less age. And then, of course, the black ambergris is like kind of new. And it smells a little bit more like barnyard. And it's really more of that musky smell. We're talking about whale poop here. I'm thinking about like like you did an episode way back when about dog poop and where it goes. And I'm just thinking yeah. about when dog poop turns white. Like it's just, yes. it's just like, it's just aged poop. So when I was watching videos of people who have found ambergris, it's uh, one of the guys said, you're going to pick up a lot of fossilized dog poop before <laughs> you find some ambergris. And I was like, oh no, because dog poop does kind of fossilize like that when it has the sun and the wind on it. Yeah. Yeah, good times. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, <laughs> I'm glad I could connect those dots all on my own. Yeah, you totally, totally. <laughs> so, um, how you know if you have um, officially ambergris is that you'll be able to see squid beaks in it, um, and now you'll probably be able to see a bunch of plastic in it as well because. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know, because the whales will eat the plastic because it kind of looks like a squid to them, and then it goes in their digestive tract. So they have broken apart um, ambergris and have found plastic and plastic bags in it, as well as squid beaks. But that's how you know you don't have dog poop. (laughs) (laughs) You have ambergris. (laughs) The squid beaks would be a good clue. Yes, totally. So you find it on the beach. You 
uh, floating on the ocean. People have found it floating on the ocean. Um, obviously, the longer it drifts at sea, the, the more valuable it is. And I found like various, various um, guesses as to how much you can make off ambergris. And it also depends on where you live. So the largest uh, find of ambergris was 80 kilograms. Ooh. That probably that probably killed the whale. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet. Yeah, that's big. And so it's not easy to find. They estimate like only one out of a hundred sperm whales will produce it. So that's why it's exceptionally rare. And of course, the ocean is vast and large. Um, it probably is floating around out there to places we never go. Um, you can't cut open a whale and get it out. It's not a thing that happens. It's worthless when it's not aged. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of so, like wine. It's like a, a thing of Welch's grape juice versus right, a Merlot. Right. It's just bum wine until it's aged. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I found various, like, guesses. It's called floating gold. I might have said that. But... It's like uh, one video said 10 to $20 a gram. Another said 50 to $70 a gram. Um, I'm going to guess the uh, older white stuff is probably 50 to $70 a gram. The like darker stuff, 10 to 20. Um, and no ambergris finder will tell you where they found their ambergris. Oh, no. Because you can't tell people. No, it's very secret. Like, so... Um, they, they'll be like, even if they found it, they won't tell anyone. They'll be like, so you won't know. So you won't know where they found it. And it, like I said, it has to be expelled to be worth absolutely anything. So again, don't think you can cut up a sperm whale. I don't even know how you'd cut up a sperm whale. Like you're not going to be out there in a canoe. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if... One washed up on the beach, and you were like, oh, I'm going to get me some ambergris. Oh, my God. But first off, don't, because uh, that's really dangerous. And second off, um, don't, because it won't be worth <laughs> anything. Exactly. But also, I ha- uh, you can get all kinds of disgusting diseases from rotting whale carcasses um as we as you might have known emily (laughs) yeah well and it just seems like it would be a structural hazard because a whale's carcass is not going to be very structurally sound on land so you're looking at the very real possibility of something that is the second largest thing on earth collapsing in on you if you're trying to get to its digestive system to see if it was constipated no, <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I've got my OSHA hat on. I'm just thinking <laughs> that you would need some structural supports in order to safely excavate oh something God. that's not even worth anything. No. <laughs> so there was a story online. I don't know how true this is because, you know, online. But... um some guy apparently there was like a dead whale on the beach and he cut a hole in the top and just like crawled around in it. Ooh, I'm like, no, ooh. don't do that. So I would assume like the gases coming from the whale are probably toxic, especially if you're inside the whale. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. An enclosed space with that is producing gases is not safe. 
Yeah, that's why you have to wear like a rebreather when you go down into the tunnels, uh, uh, the gutter. Uh, what is it? The sewers. Yeah. The sewers is the word I'm searching exactly. for. Exactly. <laughs> no enclosed spaces. See, that is the official where does it go stance. Do not explore enclosed spaces without safety equipment. Agreed. Now you know. <laughs> so what if you find ambergris? What should you do? Uh, I would say that ambergris finders would be like, tell no one. (laughs) (laughs) In the U.S., uh, nothing. You can't have it. Sperm whales are a protected species um, because of the Endangered Species Act. And their parts are protected species parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And my understanding of it, it's uh, they consider it just like uh, uh, ivory. Um, they're a protected species. You shouldn't have it. You shouldn't sell it, etc. The same is true for Australia. However, if you go to places like Bahamas, the UK, um, there are other places where you can find it and you find a licensed ambergris seller. Um, so in the U.S., I know this from having worked in estate sales. If you have a protected species part and you can give them provenance, um, like on ivory, like that it's um, before 1972, then you can actually sell it if you have provenance for it and you can prove you didn't remove it from a living animal. Okay. However, I don't know how we, how you would possibly prove that with whale poop. Yeah, I mean, it's not like somebody, it, it you know, you would know or you could prove that you killed... Not you killed, but it, it's prior to 1970 that the the whale was killed, and then how and how it was imported and stuff like that. That doesn't really work with, like you said, whale poo. Exactly, because it was just floating around. Nobody knows how old it was. It's probably old if it's the white stuff, but otherwise, no. So, like I said, other countries, um, ambergris dealers, like uh, on island countries like the Bahamas. Um, etc. They will have actually licensed dealers. Mm-hmm. Um, UK has licensed dealers. You can con- contact people there to see how you can sell it. Um, if you're in US or Australia, I have no idea. <laughs> like, you're not even supposed to have it, so tell no one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my question is, because I don't know the answer to this, is ambergris vegan? No. But it was expelled from an animal. So it was like, some people say it was freely given. I mean, I'm sure there, I mean, I'm sure there are people that are, I would just think of like honey. Yeah. Similarly, even though you do harvest honey. Yeah. I would say no, just because it's an animal product, but I'm also not a vegan. I'm not even a vegetarian. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was a question that the Bloom perfumery lady had, and I was like, she didn't have an answer to it either, because I guess people worry about that. So they'll come in and be like, I want vegan perfume. And she's like, oh, well, we have perfume made from ambroxan, which is made from clary sage. So it's made from a plant. Um, and she's like, so that's vegan. But she also said, but um, ambergris is not taken from an animal. It is actually just like floating on the ocean or ends up on the beach. Mm-hmm. 
But again, I can also see that it's full of cephalopod beaks. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. It is like, I mean, I guess if you're harvesting cephalopod beaks for something. (laughs) Do they have utility? I mean, they do for the cephalopods. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's up to the vegan to decide if it's like a freely given product. Um, No animals were exploited. I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing to let them decide. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It It was just an interesting question. I have it at the end of my notes and I'm like, is it vegan? I don't know. I have no idea. I also am not vegan, um, but I understand the vegan mindset because I do have vegan friends. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I don't know. I guess I'll have to ask a vegan. And if you're listening to this and you have thoughts on it, by all means, um, post in uh, Twitter or something or add us or whatever. Be like, no, it's totally vegan or no, it's not totally not vegan. Because we'd like to know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Sure. I'm not vegan. I wouldn't eat it. I'm not going to put it in my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) No, I make nice coffee. I don't want whale poo in it. I don't want any poo in it. Yeah. So I don't think that any commercially made perfume is probably made with ambergris anymore since it's so hard to come by and it's so rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it would probably be expensive boutique fragrances that have ambergris in it is my guess. Um, so I doubt that I have ever smelled ambergris. Yeah, I wonder if I have. Probably not. Yeah. I like, so like, Britney par- Spears perfume, so I don't think that's associated with ambergris in any way. <laughs> um, yeah, and I like stuff from Demeter, and I would I would doubt they use any ambergris in their stuff. No. They might have stuff with ambroxan in it, which is, again, made from Clary Sage. And apparently it's, like, it doesn't lend too much of a note to it. It just kind of adds a little bit of musk to it. Mm-hmm. But also it has that staying power. Um, It adds that staying power. Ambergris does. And Ambroxan a little bit. The Bloom Perfumery lady said that Ambroxan is better with like citrusy perfumes and um, maybe a little bit of a floral hint to it. But Ambergris kind of lends... The actual ambergris kind of lends a deeper note that a lot of perfumers claim you can't get anywhere else, which I found interesting. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I love perfume, so I found this really interesting. Um, but yeah, constipated whale poop. It it goes it goes into perfume. <laughs> it is amazing what people will use in fragrances and food. Like, do you, I don't know if you remember uh, the old fashioned flavors episode I did, but uh, yes. one of the vanilla replacements that we use sometimes is made from like beaver musk glands. I remember that. And I was like, what? Yeah, and then there's another perfume fixative that comes from scent glands of a civet cat. Yes! Okay, so there was another perfumer, uh, Mr. Niche Guy. Mm -hmm. He talked that, uh, he said the dark, he liked the darker ambergris because it had kind of like a civet kind of scent to it. 
Yeah, I, I, and I was like, civet like those little cat things, so it smells like cat pee. Is that what he's saying? Like, I've never smelled it, so I can only guess. Yeah, I think it's, so I, I think it is um, like musk from a gland. It's not full-on cat pee. Mm-hmm. Although you mentioned um, Demeter, the uh, the fragrance company, and yes. um, they one of their most popular scents is called Kitten Fur. And I bought it because I was curious. I bought a little like spritzy sampler thing. And it smells like babies kind of, but also like a cat box. And so I am wondering if it sort of recreates that civet perfume fixative musky smell. Oh, I don't wear it. I did okay. not care for it. But <laughs> it is one of their most popular fragrances, so... It speaks to people. That's interesting. So uh, that is not my personal preference of smells. I'm not a fan of those smells. I can I can see that that other people would be. Um, I tend more into the vanilla scents, um, but I do have a scent that I really like. That is, um, it's like a bourbon vanilla, mm-hmm. but it's got a little bit of musk to it. And there's that little bit of musk in it that I really like. It's it's, it's a very rich fragrance. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, uh, when I wear it, I kind of feel like it's kind of a heady, um, luxurious fragrance. I don't know what's in it. It wasn't expensive, so it's unlikely ambergris in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Something trying but to replicate civet that. scent is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. So when I was listening and then I was like, what does tincture mean? What did, when they talk about tincture, what does that mean? I guess it's um, one part ambergris. So it would be like 1% ambergris and 99% alcohol. That's so little ambergris. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's all you need in a tincture to put it in a perfume. I found that fascinating. Well, and then it makes the sort of cost per gram make a little more sense for something that would be used commercially, even though it's not now, right. but but in in mm-hmm. part because sperm whales are endangered. Uh, but if you're only using that little bitty bit, having a whole 80 kilo hunk would let you actually do something with it. Right. And I'm curious because I think Mr. Niche Guy is in the U.S. And he had ambergris. And I'm wondering if you're a um, if you can get some kind of license to have it as a perfumer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not something I came across. Like I went on the NOAA.gov website um, and I was reading about protected species parts, and it never came up that you could be licensed to have ambergris. I know that you can be a licensed dealer to sell ivory. Right. Um, but maybe you can also sell ambergris. I don't know. I really don't. I didn't see anything online that suggested that. But I guess, you know, it's possible because perfumers are using it. Yeah. So it's got to be, I mean, there's got to be some sort of either like legal loophole or some sort of international law that's like tucked away somewhere but neither of us are lawyers and we're definitely not like maritime lawyers so (laughs) (laughs) 
Though, you know what? We have, like, there was one year we did a lot of maritime law, and we're like, geez. <laughs> like, when we did Sealand. Right. Remember that? Yeah, there was Sealand and, was and like, Pirate Radio Veronica, and, and yes. you covered all of these. So you're, so I seem to be interested in, like, food history, and you are, like, into the maritime law. <laughs> I am. I just now thought of that. I was like... Wow. I think it's because my grandpa always told me that my grandma was a mermaid um, because she was like a Olympic hopeful when she was younger. That is so cool. Um, and yeah. And so he said that he said that she was he met her when he was swimming through the wreckage of Hiroshima. He's so silly. Oh, wow. He said that he met her when he was swimming through the wreckage of Hiroshima. Um, my grandma's German, so I don't know why she was in Japan. I guess she had swam there. Um, but uh, he was swimming through the wreckage of the battleships, and that's when he, when he met her. She was in the sea. She was a mermaid. That's kind of <laughs> So awesome. that's the family story. Yeah, so that's the story. My grandma's a mermaid. Um, she came onto land, and um, it passed on to me, and now I'm interested in maritime law, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. It's pretty fascinating. All the subjects you've covered have been amazing. Oh, well, thank you. That's cool. I, I just enjoy it. Like, ambergris, Why? I just, I think I'm fascinated with people. Like, we do some of the strangest things. Like, I'm going to pick up this waxy cholesterol lump off the ocean, and it smells like barnyard civic musk. And I'm going to be like, you know what? I bet this will help me get it on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put it in my tea this afternoon. (laughs) I know. I just don't want it in a hot drink. Yeah. I don't want it in a, like, in the heat in general. (laughs) I'm just thinking of a barnyard in the summer. And that's just, like, one of the, the, in terms of odors, the roughest time to be in a barn. And I don't mind farm smells particularly. It's mostly just things that eat grass pooping. But, phew. So I grew up in farm country. Um, so I grew up in a little city surrounded by corn. There's, um, there were farms all around us. The university that was near us was, um, had a bunch of like agro business farms. Like it was an agricultural college. Uh, part of it was. And so I grew up with the smell of pigs on one side of town and cow manure on the other. So the thought of pig and cow manure in the summer i'm right there with you i'm like really (laughs) yeah it's just no good exactly anyway go find you some ambergris get rich and support the podcast (laughs) (laughs) but do it while you're in the bahamas fyi yeah don't do it here (laughs) who would you even tell what would you do do you call like, I don't the even Fish know. and Wildlife Service? I mean, you're supposed to. I mean, that's kind of they're kind of the ones that enforce like animal products and relating to uh, endangered the Endangered Species Act. So I guess calling the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service the closest regional office. 
Yeah. We, I'm just imagining like working in West Virginia. I worked for the Fish and Wildlife Service for a little while. And if we got a phone call about somebody having ambergris, like what on earth would we do? <laughs> I guess come collect it and like mail it to some federal building, I guess. I have no idea. I don't know what you do. And maybe I need to call the Fish and Wildlife Service. Maybe I should have done that too and been like, look. <laughs> I, I'm i not saying I have ambergris. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you do with amber. Like, I want to sell this to make cash. But <laughs> <laughs> This ambergris that I don't have, I, you know, just I'm, I'm kicking around ideas. I'm curious. I'm <laughs> um so technically, and I'm not saying you should do this, should I buy a plane ticket with my ambergris to Bahamas <laughs> and pretend I got it there? Maybe, I don't know. Should I do that, Fish and Wildlife Service? What do you think? I'm just loving the idea of somebody stuffing 80 kilos of ambergris <laughs> into a suitcase, just shoving it in there and then like trying to check the bag. <laughs> it's just a big hunk of old aged whale poo. <laughs> it's worth so much money. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> people are insane. <laughs> Truly. And so whales are pretty smart. And I wonder if they know about this. And they just are laughing. They're laughing at us. <laughs> it would truly be like a big whale joke. Oh, absolutely. We uh, hunted them almost to extinction, and now their poop is worth like more than gold. <laughs> it makes no sense. It doesn't. But oh well, whatever. It's the human race. <laughs> <laughs> With that, thanks for joining us for our adventure in constipated whales and perfume and ambergris. Thank you. You can reach us, com. You can reach us on Twitter. Um, we have an Instagram. And, yeah, just chat with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.